mad as hell in America with Adam Klugman. You've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. My life has value. Portland's Talk, AM 620, KPOJ. I want you to get up right now and go to the window and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm Jesse Singer. I'll be filling in for Klugman for the next two weeks. I want to take a moment to thank him for not only doing this show, but for allowing me to be a part of it. Klugman, gifted socially conscious analyst who is able to put into words so many of my own personal political and social views with his amazing monologues each Saturday. I find myself just nodding in agreement each week from inside the control booth, as I'm sure you do as well sometimes. You know, sometimes caught up in a debate at lunch with coworkers or at a party thinking to myself that Adam's monologue last week summed up everything I'm thinking and feeling right now. It's a gift, and I'd like to take this opportunity to thank him for sharing that with me and this audience each week. I'll be filling in for the next two weeks. And we've got some really interesting guests lined up for you. Also, real quick, we're really excited about Mad as Hell TV, which will be launching in April here in Portland. If you want to find out more on how you can get involved, please write to me at jesse at maddesthellinamerica.com. And if you want to tell Adam how amazing he is, please do so at adam at maddesthellinamerica.com. We love the feedback, and Adam usually answers all of his email. Now... On to today's show. You know, the best things in life happen organically. I'm not talking about things like food. I'm talking about life, ideas, concepts, inventions, systems, solutions. The point is that when you usually really get affected by something in your life is when it directly comes into contact with your current life journey. Sure. You watch the 6 o'clock news and hear about the guy who murdered his family with a tiki torch or a kid who ran into another school cafeteria and pulled a Kip Kinkle, killing three or four random kids eating their freaking lunch. Flash. Gone. Back to reality, right? This is natural human psychology, folks. Makes sense. It's not always easy to comprehend why it is we enjoy watching people suffer. CSI's not enough. We need special victims unit, which promises more rape and suffering than the other shows. The news has the stories of carnage and arson, not because that's all that's going on during the day. It's because the sheep will love it. So last week, I ran into one of these organic situations, which prompted the concept for today's show and guest. Last week, I ran across an article during my daily web scan of a boy that wouldn't mean much to most of you. Just another dying kid that lives via the 2 a.m. infomercials for St. Jude. You know, those kids that look like Auschwitz-type victims and need you to donate right before someone like Vince from Slap Chop comes back on to wow you with the complexity of chopping an onion. This kid's story was on Yahoo. 
and some other sites because he made a decision at 12 years old to do something that goes against the tiring, natural, psychological human response. He said at 12 years old, no more. Ribbons for Alex. It's a simple request, a simple show of solidarity for this 12-year-old boy and his family. I'm really glad to know that they want to support me and that they're, like, really in, in this with me. Alex is both a shy teenager and a grown-up with the maturity to handle a daunting cancer diagnosis many well beyond his years would struggle with. No matter what he's been through, He's always got the smile on his face and his dimples showing, always. His journey started with a terrible backache when he was just seven years old. I found out that night that when he was seven, what, you know, what was going on. Alvalar rhabdomyosarcoma. It's not a word that should be in anyone's vocabulary, let alone a 12-year-old boy's. Alex has endured radiation, chemotherapy, and back surgery that forced him to have to learn to walk again. The cancer even went away for a while, but the cruel vocabulary word would eventually return. And there's times, you know, we break down and he doesn't. Cancer hasn't allowed Alex many choices, but a few weeks ago, he decided to make one. To stay home and be near family and friends instead of continuing treatment in Texas. How you feeling? Good. Good, 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 good. To help Alex experience some of those carefree childhood years he missed out on, the school sells ribbons to support Alex and his family. You know, it must be incredibly difficult to think about as a 12-year-old. I have a certain amount of time left, and so what would be those things that I've always wanted to do? Maybe it's a trip to Gatlinburg. Maybe it's a trip to Atlanta. But for Alex, it's probably just time spent at home. Getting to just, you know, see him every day and spend with him and... Hold him and hug him. In Shelbyville, Aaron Holt, Nashville's News 2. The story affected me for reasons you can figure out from this monologue, perhaps. If not, then perhaps you haven't been listening, and it doesn't really matter. What matters is what came next. I put the story on Facebook. And immediately someone responded, the beauty or sometimes the curse of social networking, this person said and wrote, quote, get this poor kid some cannabis oil now, end quote. He also posted a video, which I ignored until later that day. The title of the video was, quote, run from the cure, end quote. And it was about a guy in Canada named Rick Simpson who invented a new way in which to use the ingredients within the plant, cannabis, to create not only a topical, but also an ingestible recipe that he had been having some amazing results with on cancer patients in the area he was helping, and also in Canada. Now, through my own dark tunnel, I know the benefits of marijuana for a cancer patient. Real quick, because this is not what we are focusing on today. If you're on chemo, instead of taking a pill called Kytrel, which costs about 100 bucks, plus a, I'm not talking about 100 bucks, 100 bucks a pill, you can take a hit of well-cultivated pot and on impact of the drag, ease much of the nausea associated with Red Death and some of the other awesome nicknames associated with chemo drugs patients get pumped with. Pot can also help with that. We know. We know it can help you with hunger. 
trigger so you don't wither away. We know it can help with some of the pain. This video was about none of that. In fact, there were no joints or vaporizers or hippies in this video. This was something new. Who the hell was Rick Simpson, I thought? And why did Canada force this man to run to Croatia to seek asylum from prosecution? Hopefully, as it did for me, I have your attention. He calls it Phoenix Tears. And there's a group of people who represent his recipe, what it is, what it represents. I needed to have them on because, to me, I had never heard of pot or cannabis. Let's take pot out. It's like a street word. Being a possible solution or cure for anything. But what if? What if? Now, go back to the kid on Facebook, Alex with sarcoma. What if he had another solution to try without the massive, horrible side effects associated with getting juiced? Or the lab rat clinical trials that are horrible to go through from firsthand experience can make a person turn from the closest thing to the walking dead and then eventually dead. So why do I care? Why shouldn't I move on to the Brett Bart conspiracy story Michael Savage is promoting that Obama's folks had killed him? If you're listening to this story, then you may not need to ask why I cared about Alex's story. I'm not chastising you for not noticing or even skipping if you did. But now that we know that everyone listening has or will be organically affected by cancer in their lifetime, so now it might be worth paying attention to. Cancer is an epidemic worse than any other disease on this planet. And I am convinced, as many others, that environmental and food additives are to blame for the rise of this spread. Greed. My guest today will explain some interesting concepts. Food for thought. What I wanted to do today is not convince anyone. I want to help point out alternative solutions for someone like an Alex. Plant a seed, if you will. So my guests today are some folks who know plenty about Phoenix Tears, Rick Simpson, and they're here to explain what this magic potion is, what it's supposed to do, why it's being suppressed. Should it be suppressed that you can plant something in your garden? Why? Because it's not patentable? Well, that's a load of crap. You're listening to Mad as Hell in America with Adam Klugman. I'm Jesse Singer filling in. We're going to be right back. Let the Klugman revolution begin. <laughs> you know, before we get our guest on the phone here to talk about Phoenix Tears, and I hope if anybody wants to call in, utilize this man for information. That's what we're trying to provide. Everything we're going to talk about today is free, meaning the solutions. Now, I know a lot of people in the past might have said, well, there's no data to support any of this. And maybe you're right. Maybe there isn't a lot of data. But let's let this guest come on and tell us why he is so affected by Rick Simpson and many others who were people who thought there was nothing to this and now have changed their tune. If you want to be a part of this show today, and like I said, organically affected. Everyone will be. Everyone has a grandmother, a son, a husband, a wife. 
Maybe you worked out your whole life. Maybe you did everything right. You didn't smoke a cigarette. You know those people who get cancer and they say, well, how much did he smoke? They want to look for that reason that he's got cancer, right, so that they feel better. Well, I don't smoke, so I don't have to worry about that. Well, guess what? You do. You do. It's an epidemic. We don't know why. 503-242-1190. You want to listen? You want to join? You want to get in here? 866-452-0620. You're listening to KPOJ. And I want to take a quick moment before we get our guest on the line here. He's a film producer. And he's done a film that you're going to be able to check out after this program and get all the details on this. You can sit at home at your leisure and do it. Commercial free, not corporately sponsored. This isn't Pfizer, okay? I want to tell you that Adam, the reason he isn't here, and I'm sitting here with a a cold trying to do the best that I can, is because he is doing an event. It is the Yamhill County Democrats Annual 2012 kickoff event which is March 3rd, of course, from 6.45 through 9.30 p.m. at the McMinnville Grand Ballroom, 325 Northeast 3rd Street, McMinnville, Oregon, 97128. Again, the Yamhill County Democrats Annual 2012 kickoff event. You're going to want to go check that out. Shake Adam's hand. That's one of the things I love about this guy. He's so approachable. He's the real deal. He is who he says he is. He's a socially conscious analyst. He's able to put things into words where I just sit there and nod my head and say, man, you get it. And thank you for putting it to words for me. So let's tell you about our guest tonight. Tanner, do we have him ready to go, by the way? Okay, good. My guest is, uh, to me, is someone who is somewhat of a hero. Um, I've only met him via telephone, but I've watched some of the things he's done, and I want to get him on the line and talk about who this gentleman, Rick Simpson, is. And I want to tell you all about this amazing person uh, because it's people like this, sayers and doers. You know, you can just sit there and say things, get angry. You can get mad as hell. But as Adam points out, much of the time it's about doing something about it, right? What are you going to do about it? My guest tonight is Kyle Marsh. He's a film director, and what he did was he made another film. In fact, he's still in the process of it. And you know what? Why should I paraphrase? We have him on the line right now, correct? Do we have Kyle? Yeah, this is Kyle, man. Hey, Kyle. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's great having you here. You know, we've had a couple of technical glitches, but we're past that, and I don't want to wa- waste a lot of time. So let's jump right into it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you heard about this gentleman, Rick Simpson, who Rick Simpson is, and why people listening to this program should really check out his film. For sure, for sure. Uh, Well, my name is Kyle Marsh, and I'm the director of a film, Vitamin Cannabis, which you can watch on YouTube for free. Uh, Just go to vitamincannabis.com. And uh, I was a medical marijuana caregiver here in Colorado when I happened to read a magazine article that told me the story of a man in Canada named Rick Simpson who was claiming to have cured 1,500 people of their cancer using ingested cannabis. 
And when I first read the article, I, I was the first one to say, no way, there's no way this works. If it did work, big pharmaceuticals would be all over it, and, and this would be released. But I found myself sitting in a room with 100 marijuana plants around me and reading this article, and it just stuck with me. So we watched Rick Simpson's movie, which was made by Christian Lorette, and it's called Run From the Cure. And within that movie, they give you the free instructions on how to make the oil yourself that can potentially be used to cure a host of ailments, not just cancer, but Alzheimer's and glaucoma and a bunch of other things. So we had an, a family member that had glaucoma. So initially, we just decided to make the oil to try and see if it would work for his glaucoma. And immediately, once we started making the oil and giving it to both ourselves and other people, we noticed that it had tremendous effects, both pain relief and uh, uh, just overall muscle relief, stomach. Uh, if you're having any stomach problems, it can do wonders for that. And sure enough, it worked for our glaucoma patient as well. So he was able to get off of $800 a month prescription pills for glaucoma that had a list of side effects that were as terrible as the glaucoma. And uh, then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, my uncle called me, and he informed me that he had what the doctors were calling cancer, a carcinoid tumor, and he decided to try the oil and from there we were able to cure him using the information that Rick Simpson gave us and we were able to cure uh, another person as well but back to well, Rick Simpson yeah let's let's back up for a second because you got exposed to this video I got exposed to this video and what I found my first take on it was that this is too simple number one this is too simple I want you to you know, respond to this. This is too simple. Oh, sure. yeah. And also, who the heck is this guy? What's his background? What's his angle? Right, right. Is he a salesman? Mm -hmm. Is he trying to sell you all this stuff? Is he trying to even sell you the film? Sure. Uh, and it it really wasn't any of those cases. Once you watch the movie, you see he's a pretty down-to-earth, regular guy who just happened to uh, be in a situation where he himself was in a lot of pain. And he didn't want to get trapped into that cycle of the pharmaceutical drugs that they get you on that you end up staying on for years and years and years. And he found that when he refined the cannabis oil, now keep in mind we are not talking about smoking a couple of joints and being cured of cancer. We are no. talking, if you watch the video, it's a pound and a half of cannabis. Well, we're going to go into the okay, recipe okay. later in the show. I, I want to save that because I think... Like you said, preconceived notions are saying here going, yeah, I know about this already, Jesse. I know about this already, Kyle. And you and I both know this is totally different, correct? Right, right. And it's, uh, it, it, it's something you can do from your house. And uh, Rick Simpson started doing it, and it got into several magazines. The movie got an incredible amount of views, hundreds of thousands of views, and other people started trying it. And he was uh, awarded the High Times Freedom Cup in Amsterdam. Yeah, which, which again, puts him in a connotation that I wouldn't, per se, want to do. What I want to do is take a break here. When we come back, I want to get into what happened to Rick Simpson. Where is he now? 
because of this. And what is this recipe? What is this solution possible? And what is Kyle doing about it? You're listening to Maddest Hell in America. We'll be right back. Sayers and doers, which one are you? Well, Kyle Marsh, my guest this afternoon, saw a video, and it affected him in a way that he decided to become a doer. And that's the whole point of this show, isn't it? Getting mad as hell about a topic and saying, no, I'm not going to switch to Family Guy now. I'm not going to go back to Grimm or what other show you're watching. I'm going to actually do something. I'm going to get involved. Kyle, welcome back to the program. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I'd like to just take this opportunity real quick to say thank you to Rick Simpson out there because there are two people that are alive in my life uh, as a result of information from that video that I saw. And okay. That's truly Good. amazing. Good point. Let's get back to Rick. So here's this guy living in Canada. He comes up with this recipe, and we're going to get to that. I'm not trying to dangle that as a carrot. Also, if you want to call in, let's wait a little bit because we've got to get this information out, and there's only a finite amount of time here. So tell us what happened to Rick once this went viral, once the news started reporting it. Because if you look it up on YouTube, this guy was getting actual exposure on local news. Right, right. And uh, he got into a High Times magazine and he went to Amsterdam to receive the High Times Cannabis Freedom Award. And while he was there, Canadian authorities raided his house for the 100 uh, to 150 cannabis plants he had growing there. Uh, and he was giving away most of the medicine to his neighbors up in Nova Scotia, I believe. And, and he wasn't charging. It was more of a, you know, trading for eggs and type situations. But they raided him regardless and charged him in absentia. And if he goes back to Canada, he'll be immediately thrown in jail. So he's basically been in exile from his home and his home country since the raid took place, and it's really, really uh, uh, disturbing and sad that that's the situation he's in. He's been bouncing around from country to country since then, trying to figure out something he can do to, to rectify the situation. So right now, the last time I heard about it, he was in Croatia. Right, right. And uh, he's bounced around through various places in Europe. And I don't want to get too specific about, uh, you know, where he may or may not be. But uh, from what I understand is uh, he's no longer in that in, in Europe. OK, so when I watch this video, it's a great title. The video grabs you run from the cure. Right. Right. Uh, you're running away from something that might be staring you right in the damn face for crying out loud. And when this kid's story hit me, what I said to myself was, okay, let's just say you don't want to go the Eastern route, okay? You don't want to go get some sort of therapy that is possibly considered strange or there's no data to support it. I totally get that personally. But, but here's this 12-year-old kid that has gone through the ringer. I've seen it firsthand. Lab rat. This poor child, 12 years old, he said enough. Right. Okay, this is the perfect opportunity to get a kid like this something like 
what my Facebook posting said from this gentleman. But here is my issue. I sat there, Kyle, and I said to myself, this kid can't get access to that. He's weak. He doesn't have the funds. It's illegal. Do you know where I'm going with this? I mean, how do people even try to get involved with something like Phoenix Tears? Well, uh, in certain states, it's easier than others. That's definitely a first thing. Um, and it's, uh, I get a lot of emails from people uh, all around the country that, that are trying to do this and fi- finding ways. You know, they can, you can find a way to do it. Um, but it is a significant uphill battle, and it seems like it's designed to be that way. They would rather have you go through the myriad of options and then send you home than they would to actually cure you and have you live a long, healthy life where you're not needing all of these drugs and constant treatments. Well, I can tell you this much. The average chemotherapy, and this might shock some of you, and it may not others, the average chemotherapy treatment lasts approximately six months of getting juiced, okay? Wow. And when you get juiced, then you have your RADs, okay? So sometimes they're happening simultaneously, meaning you're getting your RADs, then you're getting a low dose of chemo, and then what they do is after the RADs are done, which is about six weeks, they amp it up. And this isn't for everybody. This is just something I happen to know. Yeah. Okay, and- so where, where I'm going with this is that the cost involved of that treatment after about a year with all the drugs and all the white cell medication that you need to take to keep up your immune system and all the anti-nausea medication and everything else and the MRIs, and the doctor visits, and the follow-ups, we're talking about almost a half a million dollars per patient. Now, do the freaking math. Now we're talking about something that might be free that you can grow in your backyard. And we think we live in a free country when you can't grow something in your own backyard. There's a, there's a government body that is allowed to tell you you are not allowed to grow a plant? It makes you mad as hell, doesn't it? Well, it's it's ridiculous. But when I saw this film, it made me even more mad because I said to myself, yes, yes, this kid's posting is correct. Give this kid this. Let him take it. Right. And we haven't gotten to the recipe yet. And I am holding on to that for, for the next segment because it's so bizarre to me how this man found this. And sure, there's some danger involved. But what is his ultimate goal right now? Like you said, he's sort of kind of moving around. I don't even know how he does it financially. I know that he's pretty strapped, right? Uh, he, yeah, he he takes donations from people out there uh, via his website, which is phoenixtears.ca, and that's also where you can see Christian Lorette's movie, Run From the Cure, that we're talking about right now. That you got to see the it. movie. You have to see the movie. Yeah, and uh, what you said is, is so true about the, the cost of this. Um, if marijuana wasn't a prohibited drug, the cost of this treatment would be comparable to oregano or parsley or, you know, it would be extremely inexpensive. We're talking of hundreds, about hundreds of dollars instead of thousands of dollars. And ultimately, that may be why uh, it's, it's the way it is. And when you, when you talk about what Rick Simpson did... He really, if you look back through the history of it, he brought back this medicine because every doctor up until the 18, uh, 1800s and even beyond that, I think 1930, they, they couldn't carry it in their medicinal bag anymore. But every single doctor carried some kind of cannabis oil or cannabis extract in their medical bag 
to treat all sorts of ailments, and then it's illegal all of a sudden, and they can't do that, and for the last 70 years, you know, we've seen nothing but uh, uh, negative negative effects from cannabis being illegal. Well, we've seen pharmaceutical companies arrive, and we've seen the rise of costs of health care. And we're having this debate right now about should we have national health care, should we not? Insurance sucks. Co-pays suck. Right. right? But what oh, we're yeah. not talking about, what nobody's paying attention to, is why was this plant made illegal in the first place an obvious answer has to be that it wasn't patentable it wasn't profitable making that light bulb last another four years didn't make sense we had to make one that goes out every six months don't you get it but these are people's lives damn it right okay people's lives this is a 12 year old kid if you didn't cry from that clip you don't have a heart man right okay so it's you know I'm. It's profit over people, and it's it, the two hundred billion dollar industry just for cancer treatment alone. And if what Rick Simpson says in Run from the Cure is true, which I have found that it absolutely is, that industry is going to be decimated. Well, and, I hope I hope you're right, and I want to find out how you became convinced. Then we're going to get to this recipe. Then we're going to empower people on how they can take this information and possibly do this in your own backyard, man. That's what it's all about, okay? Sayers and doers. We're doers on this show. This is Jesse Singer, Mattis Hell in America. We're coming back. Don't go anywhere. Your call's coming next in the next hour as well. Mad as Hell in America with Adam Klugman. Now on Portland's Progressive Talk, 620 KPOJ. Welcome back. We're talking about a brand new recipe utilizing cannabis to help cancer, to possibly cure it. Who knows? That's up to you. And that's the whole point, empowering people on how they can go somewhere and do something for themselves. Not let a government tell you, you must take this or nothing. Here's your choice. This and you go bankrupt or nothing. Well, guess what? There's people out there working on your behalf just because they care, just because they care. Now, I know your life is so difficult. You have so much to do. You have bills. You have this and that. But there's so many people affected by this. You will be affected. Don't tell me I didn't smoke. I work out at 24 hour fitness three times a week. What happened? Why did I get sarcoma? Why did I get testicular cancer? Why did I get lung cancer? I met an Asian woman, 24 years old, UCLA scholarship gymnast. You know what they told her? There's nothing we can do for you. She had so many tumors in her lungs. They didn't do nothing for her. They had, there was nothing to do. So why not? Why not look at some other alternatives? Now, I know there's snake oil out there. I know there's profiteers. 
And we're not going to focus on that today. Me and Kyle Marsh have talked about this offline. And there's plenty of ways that we can assist you, especially Kyle, to watch out for that stuff. Welcome back to the program, Kyle. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks okay, again, you're, you're doing a great job. And I just want to plug also not only Run From The Cure, but the vitamin cannabis. Is it vitamincannabis.com? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay, so tell me about vitamin cannabis because we've already covered this gentleman, Rick Simpson. Now, let me... Go back for half a second. You watched this film. You were so affected by it. Now, your relatives in this film, the people that you tried to, and, and you didn't take this lackadaisically. You actually went full on into this, and you did it, as far as I can see from your documentary, almost like a laboratory. For sure. Well, we realized that no one uh, was going to be able to legally do that in a laboratory, and we were blessed that we were in Colorado that... We had laboratories that could test for cannabinoids. And uh, if that's a new word to anyone out there, cannabinoids is the ingredients in cannabis. And THC, which everyone knows about, is one of potentially 100 different cannabinoids. And now there are laboratories that can take your pot or your oil or your edible and tell you exactly the amount of cannabinoids or THC or CBD or CBN that are in your oil. So we were able to make Rick Simpson's oil and then submit it to a laboratory for testing, and so we knew the exact content of what we were using. And, and that was a big blessing to us, but it also was a curse because the DEA raided the laboratory that we had submitted to uh, I think a day or two after we had submitted. So we got our test results back, and then the DEA immediately confiscated our test vial, the labeling, everything that we had, they took. Unbelievable. So, yeah, it was uh, – we were, we were happy about it at the time because uh, – I mean, not happy about the raid, but we were happy that we at least had gotten our results back prior to them raiding it because there were other people that – didn't get their uh, results back prior to the raid, and they just lost all their samples. So, um, But it tested very well. It tested at 33% total cannabinoids, and um, there's a way to get that level that most people can achieve right in their backyard or, or in in a safe area. And we're going to get to that, I promise. No I'm, I'm dangling the carrot. I know that. And all next hour, I want people to participate I don't want to hear about alternative solutions. I want to talk about this. I want to talk about people who are feeling helpless right now because their grandmother's suffering or their father or they feel as though as some have come to me and said, what should I do? What should I what should I say? Well, right. you know, what? maybe there is something to say. And you know what? This has been taken so seriously. I, I don't do these kind of things off the cuff. Okay, especially when you're personally affected by something. This is serious. And the last thing you want to do is sway somebody from doing something that might help them. Now, tell me why you started the documentary and what was your focus? What was not only the results, because it's still ongoing, correct? Uh, the, the movie and the testing are finished at, at this point. Okay, let's break it down. Let's break down what you started, how it began, who you decided to test on, and what, when you said 33%, I don't even think I know what that means. What were you trying to achieve? Sure, for sure. Uh, most. Let me just do the 33% part first. Most cannabis out there that you smoke is going to be in the 12 
to 16% range if you're lucky in, in Colorado, Oregon, California, potentially Washington, and other areas that are known for really, really good pot. <laughs> Uh, other areas, you're probably going to smoke 8 to 10% THC. Uh, and if you're smoking the swag, the low-grade stuff, that's in the, the 3 to 5, maybe 6 or 7% range if you're lucky. But uh, that, that's the range of what you're smoking. So when we did the oil, we hit 33%. So when you, uh, for instance, we were the first persons to uh, take our oil, and we smoked it to see how it would smoke, and it was just incredible the, the high you would get instantly. There was no way to do more than one bowl of it, if you will. Okay, but fair enough. And, and we want to really emphasize that this documentary, this technique, has more to do with ingesting pills. Correct. And yeah. we're going to get into that, but let's talk about the documentary. So you had a subject in mind. You had a procedure in mind. You had a goal in mind. Right. Tell us we, we were either going to prove Rick Simpson right or we were going to prove him wrong. Right. Because, it, it, like you said, this is serious. And when you see people going through chemo and radiation and you, you really get to know them and you see the look in their eye and the pain they're going through, there's no way to not take this seriously. So we decided that we were not going to mess around and we were going to document everything that we could. We were going to track every patient. And the main problem we had was that we couldn't dose it out in exact measurements. So we got a hold of a gun ammunition scale, which uh, gun uh, people that make their own bullets use to make their own bullets with. I guess they're weighing out the grain of the powder that they're putting into the shells, but we needed that small of a measurement to weigh out the oil. So we would put a tiny, tiny, tiny drop into an empty pill capsule and weigh it, and that way we were able to get exact measurements so that people could know each and every time they're taking the same amount. And this was, uh, and this you can see in the documentary. I saw you doing this. I didn't know that is how you did it. Right, but, right. You see it all in the documentary, uh, and we show you how to do it. And we're, we, we then add agave cactus nectar to the pills just to make them easier. And there's two ways that you can take the pills. You can let it dissolve in your mouth, and that way the oil goes directly in through the mucosa glands. Or you can swallow the pills so it goes directly to your gastrointestinal tract and gets into your digestive system. And uh, for different cancers, you want to do different um, ingestions. But overall, eating it one way or the other is uh, the way to go for sure. Well, you know, there's something called a tincture, okay? And I'm sure you're familiar with it. And a lot of people listening to this program are probably going to go, oh, I know what this is. It's a tincture, and it's been around for a long, long time. This is quite different, correct? Uh, correct. The tincture is usually alcohol or glycerin-based, and we have found that though they are extremely good and they are excellent for patients, a lot of patients here use them, they're not uh, potent enough to actually cure someone. So again, we're talking about that 33% THC uh, ratio. You, in a tincture, you're probably hitting 16, 17, 18% but you're not going to be able to ingest 60 grams of tincture that has enough of the cannabinoids in it to cure you. So right. for symptom relief of everything, tinctures are wonderful, and, and I'm not downing tinctures at all. They're very good products. They just are not the same thing as the Phoenix Tears or the Rick Simpson's oil, which is much more potent uh, and designed to be you know, ingested the same way a tincture would be, though. Yeah, we're talking about brain tumors. We're talking about prostate cancer. 
we're talking about trying to cure. Now, think about it this way. Kyle doing this, synthesizing 33% in his garage. What about if he had access to a UCLA medical lab, folks? Think about it. Okay, when we come back, the recipe that you can do yourself if you're a doer. This is Jesse Singer. You're listening to Mad as Hell in America coming up. More about vitamin cannabis, what you can do to take charge of your life and help your friends and family. We'll be right back. We'll be right back.